Now we have swinging both ways our talking cricket segment thanks to PGG Wrightson. Uh, PGG Wrightson Turf, key suppliers to New Zealand cricket grounds. And uh, Grant, before we get into it, uh, we've had a text in from Jason saying, Ben and Grant, I hope the Black Caps beat Pakistan in the upcoming tour this December and January. Uh, so we can have a bit of a talk around that. And also Jamie has messaged through saying, we put up our tree a couple of weeks ago, which I thought was too early, but probably a good idea as we have a busy few weeks ahead. <laughs> well, there's uh, some good texts there because, um, yeah, we've spoken about this Christmas tree. I want to know how early you've actually put it up. I mean, I've got I've got one October at the moment. I've got a friend um, who will remain anonymous, I'm sure, that her partner doesn't want um, her to be named. So, um, yeah, first of October for me is a little bit early. So a few weeks ago, you obviously want to, you know, get rid of that Christmas rush, but also depending on how young your children are, you don't want to throw out those decorations too early. Uh, glass on the floor and they get taken off the tree by the dog. Um, and do you go uh, fake, fake tree, or do you go real tree? Um, the, the other text there, uh, which I think relates to probably our summer of cricket segment with PGG Wrights and Turf, uh, Ben, is the Pakistan tour. Now, that will be an interesting one. I think it will be interesting to see who from the New Zealand cricket team goes on that tour. And maybe that's a question for Brian Stronach later, head of high performance, because they had that uh, security scare last time they were there and left in uh, real haste without playing a game, without a ball bowled. Um, and my view was I've been to Pakistan quite a bit. I think uh, probably the second most travelled um, Kiwi there to uh, Danny Morrison, who uh, lived there for a while almost. But um, never had a problem with Pakistan. The security was amazing. Obviously, there's um, you know security issues, but the security they provide is presidential level, uh, and yeah, there, there's been uh, Australia, England, Sri Lanka who have travelled there recently. So I don't think that that will be a problem, but it will be interesting to see what that squad is like. Pakistan are amazing in Pakistan um, conditions, and it does count for a World Cup Super League game, as do these three games against India. So. Everything to play for. It's not just about a series now. It's about getting those points to get into the, the, the World Cup where New Zealand currently sit at sixth and India are first on the table but get a free run in to the World Cup because they're the host country. If New Zealand win the series 3-0, they'll go to number one on the table. So... Uh, good start from New Zealand last night. Yeah, I guess with that squad, uh, when it gets picked, I guess the really interesting one will be to see, I'm going to call him the forgotten man in New Zealand cricket because it's nearly been a year to the day since he, or year to the day since he did it, but Ajaz Patel taking the 10 wickets uh, will happen in the first week of December and it'll be very interesting to know whether he's a part of that tour. Yeah, that's um, that's really um, a, a good point. I mean, Ajaz almost been forgotten you're, you're right I mean I've even forgotten that that feat of 10 wickets now that you bring it to my attention I mean you, you need specialist spinners when you get to the subcontinent <clears throat> and you never know what sort of pitches and surfaces you might find and you know that's why teams really do struggle going to the subcontinent because the, the conditions are foreign a turn Pakistan when I've been there, it hasn't been turning wickets, but they've been T20 wickets. So they've been very true uh, in nature. So um, what you do get, though, is they're quite low and they skid low and they can be a bit slow. Um, and you do get reverse swing because they're abrasive surface. 
And we saw that when, you know, this Pakistan team gets reverse swing, they are dangerous. And that's some, something that actually helped them get into the final of the, the T20 World Cup. So um, not only the conditions, but obviously we, we're going to be um, up against it in terms of the squad that goes to Pakistan. Yeah, that, that's right. And uh, we kind of touched on the Black Caps T20 series against India earlier on the show, but what did you kind of, I guess, because it came after the World Cup, it almost kind of felt not like a, wasn't like a dead rubber series, but it was one of those ones where I was like, we've just had the T20 World Cup, you know, why did you throw those matches in there? Of course, uh, one got rained off, one was a draw because of the Duckworth-Lewis system, but I guess the whole talking point from that T20 series was Finn Allen struggling for form again, and Kane Williamson kind of slow with the bat because in that second match, they really needed to get him going, and I think he took 48 balls to get his 50, which is just not fast enough. Yeah, I think a lot of people, I mean, Kane Williamson and Devin Conway, their strike rate for the T20 World Cup was 116. Um, and I think when you look at the T20 teams at the moment, what you have to realise is that England, in my mind, they've won the World Cup, and Australia, the previous T20 World Cup, which was just two years ago, we made the final to that one. We haven't been able to get over the line. So we're not the best in the world. You have to look at the best in the world to understand how we need to structure our team. And when, when I look at the best in the world, I think England, for me, at the start of the tournament, they've got an experienced bowling lineup, which I believe we've got the best bowling lineup in the world. Um, I have no doubt about that. Maybe on par with Pakistan. And um, you listen to my reasoning now why Pakistan and New Zealand, I think, are quite similar as teams. Pakistan came over here for the, that triangular and actually and, and beat us. So New Zealand and Pakistan have a fantastic bowling lineup, which means that, that they're never going to have to chase many runs. So we're always in around that 170 sort of max, which gives our batting lineup more of a chance because I don't think we're a particularly aggressive batting lineup. But when you look at England, who I believe are, are world's best at the moment, their batting lineup and career strike rates far exceed any other team. They're picking players that are striking at you know over 130, and that's every player in the team. But going down to you know Chris Wokes batting at nine of ten, so they've got a team that is looking to to almost score 200, and they've got such a dangerous batting lineup. Now I think that we need to move more towards players like Finn Allen and Glenn Phillips. And we noticed that someone like David Milan, who's number five in the world in T20 rankings, he slid down the order. They got past six overs. Joss Butler and um, Alex Hales had a great partnership, got past that sixth over. And then suddenly David Milan would just slide down and he came in an eight at the end because every one of those players was just looking to get the, the momentum going in the innings and try and get as many runs as possible. Now, where England come unstuck is when they find themselves on a wicket that is probably not a 200 wicket. It might be a 140 wicket where you need the skill of test batting. That's where New Zealand is a dominant force because we've almost got a test batting lineup. So to answer in a roundabout way, um, Ben, your, your question about Finn Allen, I think you know, we, we, we have to stick with him. But that's been part of, you know, the New Zealand uh, fibre at the moment is sticking with players, giving them uh, the ability to uh, feel secure in an environment and knowing that, like, you know, every innings is not going to be their last. 
they're going to be backed until they've been proven that they can't be backed any longer. Now, obviously, the pressure goes on you as a player when you don't perform time and time again. But in general, you know, one-day cricket, T20 cricket is one in five um, consistent. If you can have a one in five uh, match-winning performance, and in one-day cricket, it's probably less than that. You want to be one in three. So we need to give Van Allen time. Um, his strike rate is exceptional. And he's one player that, you know, he can take the game away from oppositions. And there's not many players that you look at and you go, well, well he can score 100 or 40 balls. Um, and I think on their day, players like Devin Conway and Kane Williamson can do that. And uh, we saw, you know, Tom Latham, who's not even considered a, a, an aggressive player, play that innings last night, which, you know, was an unbelievable innings. So it, it's about giving our players time. Yeah, and uh, Finn Allen scored 22 in last night's ODI, that T20 series quickly uh, behind us. Kane Williamson getting 94 of 98, but Tom Latham, the big one, 145 runs of 104 balls. Absolutely incredible. And with the ball, Lockie Ferguson taking three wickets along with Tim Southey. Uh, was it Tim Southey brought up his 200th wicket as well in the process? Yeah, amazing from Tim Southey. It's, you know, hat-trick as well uh, recently. And he just keeps going from strength to strength. I think there's a lot of people that, that doubt Saudi. And, you know, when you look at his numbers, his numbers are absolutely exceptional. And he's someone that leads that bowling unit. He's someone that, you know, takes that bowling unit, um, with, especially with Trent Bolt now gone, he'd be the senior player. And having captained the T20 team, he's been there for um, over a decade now. He debuted with me in my, my first ever test. And, um, you know, that sort of experience counts for a lot. I just, you know, I wonder the likes of Trent Bolt and Tim Southey, them complementing each other in a bowling partnership. I think that that's something we're really going to miss because generally Southey and Bolt would get wickets up front and then you'd have someone like Ferguson or Milne coming in and Satna to tie it up, build that pressure and get wickets through pressure. Uh, Satna is someone who... You know, in one-day cricket, when you look at his numbers, he really has struggled to, to penetrate and get those wickets. Um, he, uh, he does bowl through the middle, and he doesn't have that, obviously, raw sort of spin. And because of that, he's not a wicket-taker. He's more of someone that actually gets uh, wickets through pressure. So I think we'll miss that, that opening partnership, and I think Tim Southey will miss it as well. Yeah, uh, and the other, I guess, the big talking point from the week in cricket, uh, we touched on it earlier as well, was Martin Guptill uh, requesting that release from his contract and a couple of days later getting picked up by the Melbourne, Melbourne Renegades. Was, was that? Did you think that was quite a surprise or was that something that you thought would be a possibility? Yeah, I mean, you know, as soon as you heard it, um, that he wanted to be released, I think that then you know that he's going to be going on the T20 circuit. Uh, so it was no surprise. I guess the question is, is how far into the discussions were they? Was it something that was done? I think when Liam Livingston decided he wasn't going to go there, that created an opening for Guttel. Um And the Big Bash contracts, we've seen the likes of Milne uh, play for, um, uh, I forget the team, but he played uh, Big Bash uh, last year and actually forced his way into the New Zealand team through the Big Bash. However, New Zealand's keeping the door open. They're not saying if you go and play in the T20 circuit, you're not going to be considered for New Zealand. Um, Mills probably, you know, they've set the precedent there. 
where Milne has been um, granted, uh, you know, New Zealand status after playing in the Big Bash. So it doesn't mean the door's closed, and Kane Williamson mentioned that as well. But I think that it's probably the culmination of Allen being top choice uh, opening batter in the one days in T20, and probably Martin Guptill being told that he's sitting on the side and maybe the opportunity to play in the Big Bash, which uh, forced his decision. Well, what other options do we have uh, with opening batters? Like, who, Is there anyone that's standing out to you? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we could shuffle our batting order. You know, Kane could open, obviously Devin opens. What about it? Everyone's forgotten about, you talk about AJS Patel. What about Henry Nichols? Yeah, true. Henry, <laughs> Henry Nichols was opening the batting and opened the batting in the 2019 World Cup. Um, did a good job of it. Got 50 in the final. And um, we haven't seen him. You know, well, what's happened to, to Henry Nichols, who all of a sudden fell out of flavor? He was he was almost pushed up the order. And when you're a middle-order player like he is, bat, opening the batting is so different to, to middle-order. And um, he, he was just getting into, I think, his groove. And they were creating a nice sort of partnership there when um, he was uh, bunted. So... Yeah, it's it's interesting. We've got the players. Another player that I think is a very dynamic player and should be given a, a go at some stage is Dane Cleaver. He's better than the top three, but he's quite dynamic. He's almost he's quite similar to um, uh, Seifert, Tim Seifert, who, who also occupied that position for a while. So we've chopped and changed in that top order, and it's a crucial uh, lineup. You need to get that right. You need to get your opening partnership right, your bowler who's bowling 150 and your spin bowler uh, to have a, have a great team. And um, if you can throw in a, a dominant all-rounder who can finish innings, uh, then you've got the makings of a great team to, to work around. But maybe we just haven't quite settled on our opening partnership yet. And uh, that, that's one to, to watch out for in Finale. And I really hope he does get going. Uh, my assessment of last night is that he didn't play the game that he normally plays domestically. Normally he uses his feet and, you know, comes down at the bowlers and is really aggressive and uh, puts them on the defensive from ball one. But he seemed um, almost to try build an innings last night. And that's maybe something that, you know, he'll learn how aggressive he wants to be. Stephen Fleming spoke about it. You know, he needs to learn to just tender his, his aggression and work out how far he needs to push it but he's an exciting player yeah exactly and uh, there's plenty more talking points we can have but we've run out of time so hopefully we can touch on these after 11 as well so that was our uh, summer cricket segment uh, we call it swinging both ways thanks to PGG Rights and Turf PGG Rights and Turf premium suppliers of turf seed and maintenance products to cricket grounds across New Zealand